If your student is going to live on campus, they will need twin extra long sheets. The first thing people get wrong. The first thing people get freaked out about. The majority of students who enroll in college don't graduate in four years. Is my kid going to make friends? Are they going to fit in? Are they going to find their people at college? Are they going to fail a class? Between Beth and I, we have worked in higher education for 50 years. We really think that there's some opportunity for some great dialogue. From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Twin XL. Now here are your hosts, Laura DeVoe and Beth Grampetro. So I remember this uh, parent who uh, called me and she said, I have a bill for $425 and I don't know what this is. And then I said, well, I need to check on that. And in a later episode when we talk about FERPA, we will talk about what we can talk to parents about and what we can't. <laughs> of course. And I knew what it was about, and I called the student. I said, is this, um, you know, that time you thought you went to the party in Boston and you woke up in Rhode Island? Oh, yeah. that'll do it. That would do it. That'll um, do and it. that, what is that amount of money? That was the, the cab fare that ended up <laughs> on her bill that the college paid for. And, and so that kind of brings us into our first episode of... <laughs> Why we all decided to do Twin XL. Welcome to Twin XL, the podcast about parenting through the college years. My name is Laura DeVoe. And I'm Beth Graham Petro. And uh, so we're going to talk about what it means when you send your kid off to school and the conversations you need to have with them about expectations and uh, what you want them to do to uh, succeed. <clears throat> and this actually, this whole concept that we're sort of basing this episode around of having the talk with your student, a lot of you are probably thinking, the talk is the birds and the bees. I did that already. Yeah. Um, if you did, great. Good job. Um, <laughs> Good job on you. <laughs> congrats. Yeah. But this is a different talk. And um, <clears throat> obviously in future episodes, we're hoping to get at some of these topics more in depth and a variety of things. But this is really kind of a great place to start if you are the parent of a student who's about to go off to college because one of the ways you can best prepare them is to start early and begin talking with them about things that are likely to come up so that you're not dealing with them when they come up. Exactly. You know, that, that idea of, you know, how much, uh, how much are you expecting them to spend? If you're spending, if you're paying for them to go to school, you're, you're already paying tuition, but are you going to be sending them with spending money? Are they on their own for their incidentals? Uh, those types of things. Those are, those are talks you need to be having um, as you're kind of moving your way up into uh, getting them uh, into uh, the, the, their academic life uh, is more than just prepping them for class. It's about prepping them for life. So um, that's really what today's uh, episode is about and having some of those conversations and uh, those conversations go also beyond finances. We're going to talk about drugs. We're going to talk about alcohol. We're going to talk about, um, <clears throat> you know, what they're going to tell you when things don't go well. Um, we're going to give you some thoughts on what to do uh, in the summer leading up to them going to college, some things they can be working on, like, oh, I don't know, laundry, uh, and some of those other uh, things that they may never have done uh, in their lives. So Beth, talk to me about, uh, when, uh, you went to school and what your parents had you, uh, what, did you have a talk with your parents before <laughs> you went? I, I, I actually didn't really, because neither of my parents went away to college. Um, and this is actually a really interesting thing to think about. If you are a parent, um, who spent time away at college yourself, then you have sort of an idea of what living on campus is like maybe. Um, yep. and if you're, a parent who did not go that route. My parents, you know, went to trade school basically. Um, 
so they it was all a new experience for all of us. Um, but I was lucky to have an experience of working um, at a summer job away from home a couple summers. So I already kind of had the experience of like having to do my own laundry and be away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the things that um, was helpful was that my parents had already set up a bank account for me sometime when I was in high school and I was taught how to balance a checkbook because back in the mid-90s, we still wrote checks for a mm-hmm. lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um And there was sort of, you know, some of that practice happened um, before I went away by myself. And I think that's something that, you know, laundry is kind of an easy one. Yeah. But these are the things that, you know, if your student has never done them before, uh, it's, as we're recording this, it's late April. Yeah. um, And you've got a couple months now before they actually have to go to their new campus um, to try these things. So certainly... Um, learning a little bit about finances would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, if they don't already have their own checking account, um, that's something that should start soon. Um, and again, this is a great place for an expectations conversation. Is that account linked to yours so that you can transfer money in easily? Are they going to be able to be like an, uh, what's the word? like an approved user on your credit card account. Mm -hmm. Is that a good idea or not? Right. That probably depends on your kid. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I would, I would absolutely, and I've always talked to parents, I think one of the things you need to know listeners is that between Beth and I, uh, we've worked in higher education for 20, uh, sorry, for 50 years. um, (laughs) And I can't count um, because it's early in the morning. I've only had one cup of coffee, but it's that (laughs) there's this, uh, we've seen people uh, transition their kid into school and they're worrying about all the things that frankly um, are these cursory things uh, that they think they need to be worrying about, and they forget about some of these little minutiae details that, for that to an extent, are the things that actually may stop a student's progress through school because they become so freaked out about it and they, they can't rebound. Mm-hmm. And one of them is about finances. And when you're sending your kid off to school, um, they're going to be influenced, just like we are. We are influenced about people. We're trying to do the keep up with the Joneses. They're doing the keep up with the Joneses with the people in their residence hall, in their dormitories, um, in their classes. Um, how much money are they spending outside of of the uh, confines of the campus? There's, a, there's one area that uh, this happens all the time, and that's around food. Um, your kid may go to school. Um, they have to have a dining plan. Uh, they eat on campus, but then their friends that they hang out with they're going out. And you see on the bank card, why am I spending $150 a week in restaurants off campus, but yet my kid is not eating on campus? Um, That is an expectation. You're paying for a meal plan. Your kid's going to be going off campus and eating the entire time, then blowing the wad in terms of (laughs) their their finances. You know, Um, for me, it's when I think back about the mistakes my family made as far as um, prepping me for the financial burdens of going to college, it was actually around, um, of all things, dry cleaning, um, because <laughs> I grew up in a family that owned a dry cleaner, and I never paid for dry cleaning until I went to college. And the first time I went, and I used to dry clean literally everything from my sheets to my pants, everything. That's very opulent. It is very You're, opulent. You are a very when, fancy person. Hey, I'm very fancy because I like to live like I live in a hotel. I want to be able to put my <laughs> sheets on the bed and they're all crisp and fabulous. And that is not my reality anymore. And it hasn't been my reality since 1985 when I enrolled in college. And I brought my first load of, of stuff to the dry cleaner and um, I went and I picked it up and I actually had to pay for it. And I called my parents sobbing 
because I had run out of money. And my father was like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God, you went to the dry cleaner. You know, and, and that was it. So Whoops. there's these things that you, you don't realize you are insulating your child from. Uh, what is the actual cost of going out to dinner? What is the actual cost uh, of doing, taking an Uber all the time to and from uh, uh, events and off-campus things. And so having those conversations about budgeting is really important. Having them have an account of their own is very important. Um, and that's really one of the first expectations. And why I we actually started with finances as an expectation today and not about jumping right off the edge of the pier of about drugs or sex or, or uh, any of those expectations is because finances are actually um, an easier one to have a conversation about because it's very tactical. It's very it, it's something that you can say, here's a balance sheet. This is what it looks like. This is how we're going to do it. And there's not that level of judgment. There's not that level of, um, I don't want you to touch other people. I don't want you to drink. I don't want, there's not that conversation. This is very practical. And this is very much like, look, we are already spending this amount of money to put you through school. We're already doing this, that, and the other thing. Let's, let's be mindful of finances and let's talk about that. There's some great apps that you can put on your kid's phone um, and on your own phone where you can actually track spending. It's a great way for you to work in tandem with each other and kind of build some of these uh, uh, you know, life skills around finances. Um, the the other piece of this on a bigger scale um, is their FAFSA and their financial aid forms. Uh, their financial aid forms, their their um, their bill, uh, what they're getting from the financial aid office, all those kinds of things. If your kid is going off to school and they have never looked at their FAFSA, if they have never looked at their bill, if they have never done these things, that is, that is a parental fail. That is, that is an absolute parental fail. They need to know how to negotiate their way around their statements. They need to be able to negotiate their way around all of that because ultimately it's their bill. You may be paying for it. And this, you know, parents hate when I say this. It is not your bill. It is your child's bill, and you don't get to play with it. They have to deal with it, okay? Um, and I so think this is a really good – the overarching message here around finances is just, you know, <clears throat> even if you've never been the kind of family where your children were very involved in understanding how much money you make mm -hmm. and, like, why – you don't get to take vacations or you take the vacations you take or you don't go out to dinner very often, whatever whatever the realities for your family financially are, this is going to be an experience where your student having an understanding of your family's financial reality is really important. Um, they don't need to know every detail. <laughs> but, right. you know, having part of the conversation be we can give you X amount for the semester and there is no wiggle room. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. do not, <laughs> please do not run out. There will be no more versus we have some wiggle room. However, you still need to be responsible. Here are the things we think constitute an emergency money-wise versus not. Because the reality is there's, you know, people out there who are really struggling and scrimping and pinching to send their student to college. There are others for whose for whom it is a more realistic um, expense, mm -hmm. but it's expensive uh, all over the place. It is expensive. And, you know, as a parting gift for your child when you're sending them off to school, um, I, I would recommend you go to uh, Staples or your favorite uh, office supply store, buy a little plastic uh, file box and make a photocopy of every single piece of their financial uh 
paperwork that they need, whether it be their FAFSA, their statements, all those kinds of things. Put it in a box and wrap it up, <laughs> literally wrap it, put a bow on it, and give it to them as they're leaving for school as this amazing, I have one last gift for you. <laughs> And they th- they're going to be all excited. And then when they open it, they're going to realize, wah, wah. Yeah, it's this gonna is going to be the equivalent energy to Christmas morning when yeah. my four-year-old turned to me and said, Mommy, these people keep giving me clothes. clothes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Same thing. Yeah. Okay, what is, what's in the box? Slacks. Um, <laughs> and, and they literally will go, why do I have this? Because welcome to reality, kid. This is your life. So, And I think actually um, that... And the idea of giving them the documentation they need reminds me that other things that they should have a copy of, and this will kind of bring us, we'll talk about this a bit more in our next segment, um, but insurance card, like yep. the, all of the things that you know that you might be carrying around for them now, think about how you're going to pass all that on because they should have it on their person. So coming up after the break. Sex and drugs. <laughs> and insurance. <laughs> From Pod617.com and Hirsch Roberts Weinstein LLP, it's Higher Ground featuring higher education attorney John Graff. We are dealing with issues that are breaking on an hourly basis sometimes in higher ed. What we wanted to do was actually bring the information to the listener at a time when it's convenient for them. Succinct, brief, punchy discussions with people who have experience and particularly through the lens of the people on the ground in higher ed. Higher Ground, presented by the law firm of Hirsch Roberts Weinstein LLP. Find all episodes at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. All right, well, welcome back from the break. This is episode number one of the Twin XL pod. It's the pod about parenting in the college years. Getting your kid into school is not even the battle. It is it, merely the beginning. It is merely the a beginning. Wonderful journey, and um, or war. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hopefully on. just a journey. Think of it like in Lord of the Rings. It's kind of like the Fellowship, <clears throat> going on, you know, through the cave. Whatever. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Sorry, no. but I am a rom com person, so you just <laughs> lost me. You just completely. Lost well, me. they needed tools, and <laughs> so does your student. So let's get on with that part. Okay. So. Before the break, I mentioned briefly, like, your student should have their own copy of things such as their health insurance card, such as, like, I don't know, their maybe not vital documents like a birth certificate, but if they have a passport, they should have it. Like, they should have those things with them. Um, And in addition to that, some of the things that they should practice doing over the summer before they go away. So... Um, and we can, we will throw a, a list of these in our show notes, yes. actually, so that you can um, you can refer to it afterward. As but, a side note, we yes. will have show notes. There will be show notes, and um, they will have resources, and you will have homework. <laughs> homework is good. There will be recommended reading. Yeah. So um, things to things to have your student do. Um, have them make a doctor's appointment. They will need one most yep. likely because 
really wherever they're going to college, they're going to need to provide an immunization record. Yes. Um, so it would be, and if they are going to be a student athlete, they will most likely need to provide a, a record of a recent physical. Yes. Um, so have them make that appointment. Yes. Have them um, pick up a prescription if they've never done it before and they take something regularly or, you know, need something over the summer, have them go do it. Have them make an appointment for their own haircut mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or their own whatever. Like make them do stuff for themselves um, so that they get into the habit um, <clears throat> take them to the grocery store, show them like, you know, yep. how that works. They probably have been with you at some point, but if they were the type of kid who like went along grudgingly and moaned the entire time and didn't really pay attention to what you were doing, now is a great time to have an, uh, an educational grocery store visit. I have literally seen young men have a complete freak out because they can't figure out what brand of deodorant and shaving cream they actually use because their mother has been buying it for them for their entire life. And so there was actually marketing information and buying uh, information about this. There used to be stuff. So for, for parents of a certain age, there were things called good stuff boxes that mm -hmm. used to be given out at colleges when people moved in. And we used to give them out. Like, so years ago when I worked at uh, Boston University, we would give these things out and you'd give out a box and it would have all kinds of samples, right? And the, the, uh, the people who would put the, the companies that would put stuff in it, they loved this because men especially would say, oh, edge shaving cream. If you talk to certain men of a certain age and you're like, what shaving? Oh, I've used Edge since college. Well, there's a reason yeah. <laughs> for that because they gave you a, a sample of Edge shaving cream in 1992 and you have now just walked to CVS or Walgreens and said, ah, I know this, this is what, this is what I've, this is what I need because my mother never told me what to buy because it's I'm brand a brand loyalty because I'm a ding dong. And so, <laughs> you know, so, but, but if there's certain things that they need and there's certain things that they want, your point about taking them shopping, mm -hmm. letting them know what they're doing, these are all really important. And no one does that. Very few people do this in anticipation. And those are things where you kind of come back and go, you don't have any laundry detergent? No, I didn't know what to buy. Mm. That, not an M. No, not an I also um, dated a person for a year and a half. I was younger and dumber who was in law school and his mother still made his dentist appointments <laughs> yeah, I'm for laughing him. Because I know and Laura knows him. That's why she's laughing. And that is very <laughs> unattractive when an adult person does that not is, make their own dentist that appointments. That is not a turn on. I'm just saying. No. No, not a turn on. No. That's a boner killer. Yes. Right away. <laughs> right there. That is not I it. Just, so your I mother just made still our producer laugh. Wow. Dave just <laughs> fell off his stool. Okay. This well is then. this podcast is rated PG thirteen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, your mom still makes your doctor's appointments. Well, I already said boner, so should we just <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so now let's talk about sex. So, so for, for, yeah. well, I want to I want to just say something for the for the listeners. Beth's background is in the health area. So, mm -hmm. as you're engaging with us, and our our Twitter handle is at um, TwinXLPod. So shoot us questions on Twitter. If you don't want to put it up on the Twitter in a public way, you can do TwinXLPod at gmail.com and send us any questions, things you'd like us to talk about on the pod. Um, it, you know, our backgrounds are pretty uh, separate in terms of that. Beth's background um, is about health prevention and education and, and all of that. She's run mental health centers, uh, health centers, done health educational programs. My background is much more generalist, uh, 
supervised everything from residents' life, student engagement, act, activities, orientation, even supervised athletics. So there's we have we have we have hit on many 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 areas, um, and so nothing you're going to ask us is going to freak us out. So. <laughs> Speaking about freaking out, let's talk about vaginas. Go. Okay. <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about them specifically, okay. but but I want to. One of the it's always great. I mean, <laughs> all right, Dave. <laughs> I mean, okay. truly the best part of the Big Lebowski is when Maud talks about how her art is extremely vaginal. <laughs> and I and I will take no questions at this time about that. Um so one of the things that is going to be a little bit possibly a little bit more challenging for a lot of parents um, to have a conversation about before their student goes away to college is um, what are the expectations around things like use of alcohol or drugs and ab- around sex and relationships? Yep. Um, it's trickier, obviously, because this is not the easy stuff, <laughs> comparatively speaking, of here is your insurance card. Keep it in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Here is, you know, like how you budget. But um, important to have these conversations. I, I kind of said this before about how, like, you don't want to have that conversation when your student is calling you from campus freaking out because something happened. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a different conversation, which we will also talk about, Mm -hmm. but how to just sort of put it in their head that like, Hey, yeah, this is probably going to come up. And I'm curious to know what you would do in this situation. And ideally you're probably have had some of these conversations already in some form because these issues don't start freshman year of college. They start earlier and earlier in kids' lives these days And so, but just having that conversation around like, okay, so college, sometimes there's partying I've heard. Um, (laughs) What, what might you think about that? Do you think you're going to, you know, and really um, allowing them a consequence free environment to have that conversation where you can say, hey, I'm not going to, you know, no trouble for you. No, like issue if you admit this to me now, but have you had alcohol before? Are you Mm -hmm. partying already in high school versus are you not? Um, Because that will impact you know, kind of what they're ready for in college. What if the if the experience of going to a college party is going to be really new for them or just a variation of what they're already doing in high school? And um, also having a conversation about just, it, it's really just a reaffirming of your family's values. And it doesn't mean that they're going to go off and make the choices that you want them to make all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, who among us has not no. gone off to college and been like, bye mom and dad, I'm going to go do stuff right. and you're not going to know about it. Right. And on the, on the converse, <laughs> if you were a rager in college and your kid is like, <laughs> I really would rather play risk on a Friday night and I'm not using code when I say that, you know, yeah, that's really what I'm going to do. Really what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I think it's, it's really about just kind of laying it out for them. Like, Hey, I love you. I support you. Mm-hmm. If you make some choices that land you in trouble, um, whether it is minor trouble or major trouble, I want to know about it. I want to be there to help you. Um, But also let's have a quick conversation about like, hey, if you date someone, treat them well, be nice to them, talk Mm. about consent, talk about like making sure you're respecting other people's boundaries generally. If you do decide to drink or use drugs, know that there are consequences. There are consequences on your campus as far as policies. There are consequences in Commonwealth or state law, depending on where you go to school. Right. And my work, as Laura said, has been in college health for 14 years now. And it's a lot about, like, if you had to ask me to sum up college health in two words, or, mm, yeah, (laughs) one of them's hyphenated, so it's kind (laughs) of three words, informed decision-making. Yeah. Um, I am not in the business, nor are any of my awesome college health colleagues, of telling a student, you must do this. Right. We are in the business of saying, hey, if you do this, 
there's like a bunch of different stuff that could happen. Mm -hmm. And we want you to know what all those things are. And then you get to make a choice. And that's a great way to frame it for your student as well as to say, look, we know that like drinking under age 21 is is illegal. Right. Fine. Right. We also know that many students in college do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So what are the consequences if you get caught? Um, and how might we, your parents, react to that if you get caught? Um, really good conversation to have before they're there calling you being like, I got written up for drinking in the residence hall or worse yet, I got arrested for like using a fake ID or something. Right. So that takes us to the break. Uh, after the break, we are going to talk more about what happens when they get in trouble, uh, why, how you should or should not respond. Uh, and uh, we're also going to talk about laundry. So <laughs> see you after the break. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami Perel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional. You should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. All right. Welcome back to Twin XL, the college parenting podcast. Um, remember, the goal is that they graduate in four years and move out of your house. Yes. <laughs> you want to turn their room into an Airbnb. Okay, so uh, we uh, came out of the last uh, with this idea about uh, what about the getting in trouble talk. Yes, and um, I this is my gig. This is I am the I am the person. <laughs> I am the I used to say this is not the law of the land. This is the law of Laura, and we are going to talk about what you did. And so um, in my thirty years working in higher education, much of it was spent uh, with students who have gone through uh, whatever your conduct process is on your college campuses. And, you know, the you know, basically, in the first interaction with a student, how they are going to do in terms of their rate of recidivism, in terms of are they going to come back through the system, or are they actually going to learn from it? And the ones who fear the parents, um, tend to come back through more than people who don't fear the parents. And when I don't say don't fear, I've already talked to my parents about this. They know. We've talked about my decisions. That is a much better plan of attack than the kid who's constantly trying to avoid it. Um, some institutions will let you know when your kid's gone through the conduct process, and others will not. It really depends on their their philosophy. Um my my biggest advice is uh, having that conversation about exactly what Beth was talking about on the way in about sex. Um, also, the thing about what what's trouble look like. Um, the the area where people can really also get themselves in, backed into a corner is this idea of well, we allow it at our house, but when you go to school, they may not allow it or they don't allow it, and. 
this is not me saying you can't be the cool mom. Um, you can be whatever mom you want to <laughs> be, but you need to make sure they understand that this is what we do at home. And at school, you are facing ramifications for doing something like this. And I know that that sounds harsh, and I know that sounds like I'm being unreasonable, but, you know, let's look at marijuana. Okay, uh, we're filming, we're filming, we're, we're taping, where the hell are we? Um, Thank and God what we're media, not filming. What are we, me- yeah, because we are not looking 100%. Um, and so if we are, if we're right now in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, which has uh, decriminalized, uh, it's now legal, actually, marijuana, mm-hmm. no college is going to be able to allow you to have marijuana on campus. Yeah. Fun, fun fact, across yes. the country, across the no country. matter what your state law is, mm-hmm. federal law still says no to marijuana. Yes. And any college that receives federal funding of any kind, which including, is all of them, which is all, well, there's no, like one that yeah. doesn't. It's like a Christian college. I forget where it is. Anyway, everyone else does because even if the school doesn't, if the students can receive fi- federal financial aid, that counts. Mm-hmm. So federal law reigns supreme on all of those campuses. Yes. So that's why people are, you know, they go off campus to smoke weed and to take their edibles and <laughs> do that kind of stuff. But if you get caught on campus, it's going to happen. So now as we're lightening up the load on that in terms of society, um, on campus it's still 1975. So And campuses are, are grappling with this. There's yes. going to be, you know, I'm the federal law thing is still the big thing like no one's going to want to violate that right. but I think there is going to be some interesting stuff over the next several years around marijuana because the attitudes and the state laws are changing mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be interesting to see how campuses yeah. handle that so more it's another current episode. events yeah current yeah. events let's <laughs> talk about those current <laughs> events um, so you know, when you actually talk to a student who um, has gone through the process, these things about how the parent actually responds is really important. And um, this, this, the parent of a child who has gone through something, um, especially I've had these things where, and Beth's been associated with that when we've worked together, is around this idea of um, if a student gets transported to the hospital for mm-hmm. drinking too much, um, there, I want people to really understand this, is that an institution's goal in that regard is to make sure the student is okay. And that this doesn't continue because, frankly, it's not healthy, it's not good for the kid in many, many ways, not just about are they going to be successful in school. This is about are you going to be successful in life. And um, if a student goes to the hospital, a lot of times parents don't find out about it because, because of HIPAA, the hospital's not going to call home. Uh, the student is on their own. But where the, the parent actually finds out, again, is a bill. Because mm-hmm. depending on your insurance, your insurance company may not cover, or your insurance plan may not cover the ambulance ride. Although also, for those who are living and going to school in Massachusetts, there was a law passed in the past year or so that says that um, explanation of benefits, which is the little document you get in the mail that says, like, this is what you went to the doctor for and how much it's probably going to cost, um, does not go to the subscriber anymore. It goes to the person who received the services. Yeah. Um, and this is in the name of privacy for young adults and for, like, folks who are divorced but still on their ex-spouses, you know, all of those things. So it is possible that mm-hmm. you wouldn't even find out in that way. Right. But <clears throat> the amount of a bill that to go to the hospital is a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you will find out at some point. And um, I think that as you're sending your kid off to school, and this is one of the other things um, li- lining up with this idea of the uh, the insurance card, is having that conversation before you go off and knowing what's covered and what's not covered. And, and, and that sort of thing is important to review with your kid. 
Um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the more, you know, we we talked about drugs. We talked about, well, we we talked about drugs. We talked about alcohol. We talked about sex. Um, We haven't talked about laundry. (laughs) And... You know, I the name of this podcast is Extra Long Twin, and uh, so and we are sorry, Twin XL, and we've been talking about. I keep I keep flipping it. Why do I keep flipping <laughs> it? Um, and and that Twin XL, and it's about the bed, the bed that they're going to get when they move into the residence hall is a Twin XL mattress, and um, you know, it's the thing that the parents, the first question, like, why is that the size of the bed? Well, it it just is. I don't have an answer. Like I've actually done capitalism. Some it is cap. It's, we've got to keep. Think. Mattress companies in in business, um, but sending them off to school and and one of those expectations about cleanliness and what they spend time on and and doing laundry and that sort of thing, you know I think that having a kid who knows how to do their laundry going into the school year is an important small small item that actually is an important thing long term. Um, you know, knowing uh, how to do that is a, is a big thing because, frankly, moms do it for them too much. Um, or dads in or, my house. Oh, really? Larry was all about the laundry. Larry could be about the He's laundry. He's awesome. Anyway. Yeah, no. my They both are, but... Tom was not about the laundry. <laughs> Tom was about <laughs> the dry clean. Uh, anyway, so... Um, but, you know, what other things... I mean, Beth, when you think about those little things that people could do with their kid um, lining up and, like, kind of that summertime and the living is easy and giving them <laughs> some things to do... Man, I feel like we've covered a lot of them. I guess, you know, the the sort of the idea to take away from this for me, the thing that I would say if you if you remember nothing else remember this is you know, we're kind of wrapping up talking about oh, what if the scary thing happens and they get in trouble or end up in the hospital? Right. And will you know about it and will you not? Right. Um ask your whatever school your student decides to attend, you ask at parent orientation, mm-hmm. you say, "When do you call us and when do you not call us?" Yes. That's a really good question. Um, and they will tell you, they'll tell you, you know, if they do X, that's when we call the parents or we call the parents all the time or we never call, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They'll let you know. Every so, school's different. Yep. And have the conversation with your kid before they go away about how you would rather hear it from them. Yep. And we have that conversation with students all the time. Mm-hmm. Like mo- I would say the majority of the times that I've had a student go to the hospital either for alcohol poisoning or for a mental health issue they have notified their parents on their own Mm -hmm. um, because they already had that kind of relationship or because we in the administrative role said, hey, hey, you know, Jim, whatever. It would be great if your parents knew about this. They can support you. Yes. And yes, there are rare occasions where the relationship is not good for Mm -hmm. specific reasons Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we work with that. But most of the time the student realizes like, yeah, I do want my parents to know and I would rather tell them myself. And if you start the conversation with that over the summer about anything, just saying, look, we would rather know and we'd rather know from you right. so that then we can deal with it and move forward. Right. Um, I think that's a really wonderful message to leave your kid with when you bring them to school. And know that there's a partnership between you and the college. Um, the college will oftentimes be able to, to help you, even if they can't talk to you about the specifics of your kid's situation. There are going to be some good people on every college campus who are going to be able to help coach you um, if you're struggling and you're concerned about um, anything your kid's going through. Um, future episodes of uh, the pod will include things around mental health, will include things around if you have a kid 
kid with uh, learning difference uh, disabilities, um, kid with a student athlete. Like, like we're trying to really understand that there are a lot of different students with a lot of different realities when they go off to college and. You know, there's a lot of great stories out there to tell. Um, we've got some great resources and humans that we will also bring um, onto the pod uh, to help uh, our storytelling and, and help. So um, anyway, uh, so we are coming up on the end. And so Beth, talk to him about show notes. Okay. So um, in our show notes, we are going to provide you with um, some, uh, as I said before, a list of some of the topics we think you should, um, cover with your student before they go away to school. Um, and also probably some recommended reading because yes. one of the things that is, that's definitely out there already are books and articles about what it's like to be the parent of a college student and how to kind of navigate that relationship. So we'll throw some suggestions in there for you. I think this is a great opportunity for us to like try to promote like a pod wine group so parents can <laughs> sit around think of this drink wine together and then read our resources so i think that's fun so uh <laughs> please engage with us on the twitter at twin xl pod as well as send us an e a gmail at twin xl pod at gmail.com this is a production of pod 617 our produ producer is mr david yes thank you very much taking a bow thank you thank you thank you <laughs> you're the best dave <laughs>